0: So, if you're brand new, um, we are starting a brand new series. I know that said next week, it meant tonight. We're starting a new series called Blood tonight, and um, I'm Brad. I'm the middle school pastor. If I've never met you, hey, it's good to see you. Glad you're here. I'm here most Wednesday nights. A lot of uh, my friends here are here most Wednesday nights. How many of you are here most Wednesday nights? Nice. I like it, um, and I'm glad you're here tonight. So. Few things we're going to get into with this series. We're going to be in this for six weeks, which is a little bit longer series than we normally do. We typically do like a three or four week thing, but we're going to do six weeks in this of talking about blood, which sounds a little bit weird. Um, I, I don't know many times where I've been in a church and I've just heard a series called blood. Uh, it sounds a little weird um, to me, but at the end of the day, uh, that's what we're doing. So. We're going to answer this question specifically tonight. So each week's going to have a little bit different focus as far as what, what blood, aspect of blood we're talking about. Um, but tonight we're going to kind of just go with a big overarching, answering the question, what is blood? And before we even get into that, I wanted to just show you guys something uh, in case you don't know what blood is. Um, I've got a bag of it here. Um, this is a gallon and a half of blood. Um, and, and so uh, if you come up here and you, you were to smell it, you would smell that it smells like fruit juice. Don't be fooled. That's just how blood smells. No, it's, it's, really, it's really fruit juice. Um, but this is how much is typically in the human body, a gallon and a half. So this is you right here in this, in this bag as far as your blood. Um, and so I don't know how many of you get squeamish. When you see blood, any of you, like, you, you kind of get faint when you see blood? Um, no? Not a lot of you. Okay. H- how many of you have ever been uh, in either a situation where you or someone else was just all bloodied up from, like, scraping their knee or cutting themselves or something like that? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of you. Hands down. Um, I'll be honest. Like, when I see blood, a little bit, I'm fine. Like, a little bit, bit's all right. That's that's Okay. Like a, a little cut, okay. Scrape knee, okay. But if I start seeing like more than what could be covered up with a small band-aid, like a Snoopy Bandaid or something, then I start to get a little like, okay. I'm gonna be over here, guys. Cause it weirds me out. I don't know why. I just I wouldn't be a good doctor or or um, physician or nurse or, or surgeon or any of that stuff. So uh, so that's why I don't do that and I do this. But Everybody's got different reactions to it. Some people are cool with it, some are not. Um, So let's just go over a few facts about blood Um, to get us all on the same page, kind of thinking about what it is. Uh, So here's just a few things. Some of you probably know, know this stuff. It supplies your body with oxygen, enabling all the parts of it to function. I don't know if you knew that's the purpose of blood in your body, is to actually get oxygen, the stuff you breathe, to get all over your body and, uh, and, and to feed it oxygen. Um, because of that, it's moving constantly. It's always going. Blood, if it stops, it means you're dying um, or you're dead. So uh, it's bad if it stops moving. It needs to be moving. Anybody fall asleep in their arm? Uh, or leg and and you wake up and it feels like dead, dead arm, dead leg. Yeah. Okay. That's because it quit getting oxygen for a while. It quit getting blood circulating to it. And uh, this happened to my my two and a half year old literally yesterday. He fell asleep on the couch. He had been a little bit, his tummy had been sick. He had thrown up a little bit and and he wasn't feeling good. So he took a long nap on the couch and he had fallen asleep like this on his arm. And his head was pressing down on his arm, which there's like, some big arteries going right here in the middle of your arm and he was pressing against that. So it quit the blood from circulating in the rest of his arm. He hasn't really experienced that before. So when he woke up, he's just like, and like starts freaking out. He's like, I, don't know what's wrong. I was like, what's wrong? I, and I didn't know what was wrong with him at first. So I'm like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Cause he'd been sick and he just keeps doing this and like touching his arm and pointing to his arm and um, I'm like, does it feel like there's little ants all over your arm? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's okay. Your arm just fell asleep. And uh, I used to, it freaked me out, too, because I hated that feeling of, like, the little, like, you know what I mean? Like, bugs all over you? Like, that's what it feels like when, when you're needles. Yeah, needles, that works, too. Um, something else about blood. It is carried through your body through arteries and veins by your heart. So if you've ever wondered why you have a heart, it's to actually pump your your blood to get it going, get it moving. So if you ever hear of somebody getting a heart attack, my father-in-law just had a heart attack just a few months ago, Um, it means his heart stopped for a little bit, like it it was having a hard time getting blood to the rest of his body. So that's an issue um, because the heart needs to get everything going, which is why it's a muscle because it's getting everything moving and getting the oxygen to where it needs to go by using your blood to do that Um, it contains white blood cells that fight diseases you probably already knew that too like if you don't have a lot of white blood cells in your system you're probably going to get sick if you have a lot your body can fight off diseases a lot better um, so white blood cells are cool. There's a lot of things in your blood. I just That's one little thing that I thought was cool that I thought I'd throw in there. Um, it's got a whole lot of things. Platelets are in there. There's, there's just lots in your blood. And one of the biggest things that's in your blood and one of the coolest things that's in your blood is your unique identity is in your blood. It's called DNA, right? Everybody's got DNA. It lets people know who you are specifically like in your blood, it's in there. Your DNA is different than my DNA, different than the person next to you's DNA, different than even your sibling's DNA or your mother or father's DNA. Now there's similarities, but yours is yours. And so who you are is is locked away in your blood too. So those are just a few things about blood, kind of get us going in the same direction, get us moving towards that. Um, So just reading that and looking at that, you can kind of start to see, and we, we even mentioned it a few times with heart attacks and, and blood not moving, is that this idea that blood equals life. Blood equals life. I want you to remember that little equation because we're going to be coming back to it through the course of this, all right? Blood equals life. Now, the Bible actually, it knows this and it mentions this in Genesis chapter 9. So check this out. Genesis chapter 9 verses 4 through 6 says, But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. There you see it right there, the two words put together, lifeblood, still in it. All of your lifeblood, so we have lifeblood too, blood is life, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting for every animal and each human being too. I will demand an accounting for the life of every human being. Whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has made, uh, in the image of God has God made mankind. So we see a lot of mentions of blood, a lot of mentions of life. And then we even see there at the end, God takes this really seriously because he made us in his image. So he's, he cares about the animals, he made them. So he's, he knows, he's mentioning their life blood, he's, he's talking about ours a lot because of how much he values us and how much he cares about us. Now, the Bible doesn't just mention blood right there in that one section in Genesis. Um, God knows that this is a big deal, and so he mentioned it a lot. Um, anybody want to take a guess at how many times the Bible mentions blood? What do you think? Every page. So how many times will that be? You think the word blood is on every page of the Bible? Yeah? Okay. So give me a number. Uh, 1,200. 1, 50. 53. That is a very exact guess. In the very back of the red. 50. What? 50. I thought she said 50. 50. Got it. 50. No, not 50. No, 50. What did you say? 372. 372. 600. 600. 600. I felt like I'm at an auction. 672, 672, 112, 112. Yes, ma'am. Say it again. 150. 150. Yes, ma'am. No, that, sorry. Your hand wasn't up. I thought your hand was up. I could just see shoulders. Yes, sir. Red. Over six thousand times. Alright, I'm gonna take one more guess. Right here in the teal. Sixteen thousand. 13,364. Wow. All right. This is hilarious. Um, Based on the fact that I asked two uh, adult leaders backstage how many times they thought it was in the Bible. One of them said, and when I say one of them, I mean our intern, Tyler said 72, I think is what he said, or 74. And then Danny, who is our, our another intern that we've got at the church here, who does all the communication stuff. So if you've ever been on West or WRC Students, she's the one who helps with that. Um, anyway, she guessed 90-something. And you guys went like, like way higher than that. Um, so it's actually in between y'all's guesses. It's, it's not quite as much as some of you said. It's, it's more than what they said. It's actually over 390 times that the Bible mentions blood. So it mentions specifically the word blood, Three over three hundred and ninety times. So this just points to the fact that God knows the importance of blood and that it gives life. I mean he made us, so of course he knows that, right? He created blood. He created the veins that have the blood in him, he made the heart to pump the blood. He came up with that whole system. He knows how it works. He's the he's the maker of it. So he gets this. So he mentions it a lot because he understands not only that he gets it, but that we get how important blood is once we start to learn a little bit more about our body. So not only that, but he also sees the problem with our blood. Now, the problem with our blood, now some of you might automatically start thinking like blood disease or uh, high cholesterol or high blood pressure or something like that because I mentioned heart attacks before. Um, But blood is not just representative of literal physical life. It's also representative of spiritual life. It's representative of just life in general. So let's go back to our equation. Um, We've got this idea that blood equals life, right? I told you to remember that. We're going to come back to it. Here we are. We're back to it. But then I want you to look at this equation. Sin equals bad blood, okay? Okay. Now, sin is that thing that you and I do where we don't do what God asked. We do something opposite to what God asked. We do something that's all about us or we do something that's um, going to hurt somebody else. I mean, we do, there's a lot of things that we do that are considered sin because it's not the best for us, because it's not what God asked of us. And these are the things that the Bible calls sin. And we see in the very beginning, Adam and Eve sinning. We talked about the story before. God makes this beautiful creation, all the plants, all the animals, the the continents, the land, the seas, the air, the sun, the moon, the stars. He makes all these things. He makes us and he puts us in charge of it. And he says, listen, you guys rule and reign over this. All right. Take care of it for me. Enjoy it. Just don't eat any fruit from this one tree. On the whole planet, this one tree, don't eat from it. That's it. That is not a bad set of rules. Would you agree with me? Way less rules than what we're used to. And what is the one thing they do? Of all the things not to do, what do they do? Eat they eat it. And we already said sin is when we disobey God, right? It's when we do something he said not to do. And so they have sinned now. The first instance of sin, the first time sin's ever happened, and it messes everything up. messes all of the creation God just made that was good. It's It's all not good now. Because sin is not good. So because we've sinned, and because we're descendants of Adam, the Bible talks about how we've inherited this sin nature. And you don't even need to like research that to see if that's true. You can just look at your own life to see if you've inherited that that gene to, uh, to sin. And I'm pretty sure you'll find that you do, and that you have. Because we all have. One, the Bible says it, but two, you look at your life and you just see you have. Man, you've done stuff God's asked you not to do. So have I. We all have. We've all fallen short. And so if we have sinned, and we now have sin in us, that would mean that everything that was good before has been tainted, right? And so this blood that was meant to produce life is now messed up. It's bad, which brings us to the great theologian, Taylor Swift, who got it right when she said, because baby, now we got bad blood. You know it used to be mad love. So take a look at what you've done because baby, now we've got bad blood. I'm pretty sure these lyrics are written straight, from Genesis. Our blood got messed up because of this sin and so now where the equation was blood equals life we were meant to live forever death was never meant to be a part of the equation now it doesn't equal life because of sin because our blood has this condition to it now. And here's the thing about that. We all have this condition. We all have this messed up, bad blood. The blood that doesn't actually equal life anymore. Now, we have physical, literal blood. I mean, if you guys fall down and get cut, you're going to see, hopefully not this much, um, but you're going to see this come out. You cut your finger, blood's there. I mean, you'll see blood there, but does blood last forever? No. No. At some point, everybody's blood stops moving, right? And we said when you stop, your blood stops moving, you what? You die. So everybody stops at some point. Everybody quits producing life at some point because our blood is not the way it was meant to be in the first place. It is not good anymore. It is now bad. Now, look at Romans chapter 6, verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death. We just talked about that. Death wasn't meant to be part of the equation. We were meant to live forever. Then we sinned, and sin equals death. That's right there. That makes sense. But, it's a wonderful but in that sentence. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what is this gift? Well, let's look at... First John chapter one, verse seven says, but if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So we just said our blood is bad because of what? Sin, right? So sin is what mess, messes us up. It was. It's what causes this condition that ultimately leads to death, right? So apparently because of the blood of Jesus, we're purified now of all sin. So that would mean what for us? Well, it, one, it means that the gift that God is going to give us is Jesus's blood, okay? So when we talk about um, this idea of life and being saved and living forever, like, it's this gift of Jesus's blood that we get that does that. It takes care of this sin problem that's messing us up. And so because our blood isn't good anymore, God gives us Jesus's. We get Jesus's blood because ours is messed up. It's kind of like a blood donor, right? Anybody given blood before? <laughs> what? You can do that. Yes, you can. Um, Hands down. Some of you have. That's great. That's cool. Um, My wife's done it several times. I've done it uh, a handful of times. Um, You might see a a banner up every once in a while where it says blood drive. If you've never known what that meant, it's where you give blood. Um, And they take the blood and they put it and they store it and they save it for when somebody needs more blood. Like if they've lost so much blood that they're going to die, they need more blood to give this person. This is where they use the donated blood to give to them so that their life can keep going, so that they can keep functioning, right? And so this is basically, if if this analogy kind of helps you, this is kind of what happens for us, right? We've got this bad blood. We've got this blood that's causing death for us. It's not good. We need new blood. God gives us Jesus's because if he took blood from any one of you and gave it to any one of the other people that need blood, that's still bad blood, right? That's still not going to help them because the issue with the blood is what sin right it's sin that's what's causing it to be messed up and if all of us have sin then none of our blood is going to fix the problem right me giving you my blood isn't going to help you at all you giving me yours isn't going to help me at all so none of our blood will fix this problem We all have this issue of sin. So God giving us Jesus' blood is the best gift of all because it's the only blood that can fix the problem. It's the only blood donor that is actually going to help us. It's the only only thing that's going to save our life ultimately. And and God sacrifices Jesus for this. I don't know if you've ever really stopped and thought about the fact that God caused his son to be in a human being, right? Like a human form, like the same way me and you are. And he let him go and die, something he's never experienced before because he's God, but go and die and be separated from him for this moment because of our bad blood problem, like our blood condition problem. He knew we needed perfect blood with no sin in it to get us right again, to get us back to where we were back in Genesis before sin entered the picture, right? And so he lets Jesus die for that. He sacrifices Jesus for that because he loves you and me that much. And when I say you and me, I don't mean just you and me. I mean like everybody that's alive now, that used to be alive, that's going to be alive later. Like he loves everybody that much. More than you could ever know or fathom. So much that he would let his perfect son who did nothing wrong, who did miracles, fed people, helped people see, loved people, accepted people, that's the guy he let die. And so then you get this new equation that helps you start to make sense of this whole blood transfusion, transaction, good to bad, bad to good thing. And it's this, it's that sacrifice equals Love. God sacrificed because he loved you. He loved me. And so he was willing to sacrifice Jesus. Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself for us. And we see this in John chapter 15, verses 12 and 13. It says, my command is this. This is Jesus talking. He says, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends there's no greater love than this than to lay your life down for your friend and we see him do this right he says this before he died later on when you keep reading john you see him die and we're going to talk about that whole story one night through this series but he he shows us how much he loves us not only because he said it, but because he backed it up by dying for us. He laid his life down for us. He gave up his life so that we could actually live our blood was not cutting it was not going to make it it wasn't we were were on a ventilator We're we're getting new blood all the time but it's not it's none of it's good blood we need we need good blood to actually live blood equals life or it's supposed to anyway but our blood's not going to do that so we need some blood that's going to and so his blood actually equals our blood now because he sacrificed himself for us right He gives us his blood. He's like, okay, here's the deal. I didn't have to die. I'm the only one who shouldn't have died. Out of all the people in the world who ever died, I shouldn't have died because I never sinned. And sin equals death. I never sinned, so I shouldn't have died. But I'm going to. I'm going to sacrifice myself for you because I want you to live. And so his blood equals our blood because of that. Instead of blood not equaling life anymore for us. Now we get his blood and we're able to be brought back to life. We're resurrected back to life. We're able to live, but really live. Like not kind of live, not be a little bit alive, like all the way fully alive, experiencing life the way it was meant to be, the way God intended you to live and be the person he intended you to be. And here's what's cool about that. Not just that thing, but all through the Bible. It's pointing us to our need for the life and the love of Jesus, and it's all found in this blood. The fact that He was willing to give it, He was willing to suffer and sacrifice for us. We see this continually pointed back to man, you're not the answer to your problems, I'm not the answer to my problems. Ultimately, we all need rescuing. Ultimately, we all need saving. You've got issues, whether you admit it or not, just like I do, because we've got this thing called sin. And it's a problem for all of us. And it messes us up, and it leads us ultimately to death. But Jesus... But Jesus changes all that. He leads us to life. He takes that sin and he squashes it. He conquered it. He takes that death and he raises it to life. He takes whatever it is you're struggling with, he throws that out and he gives you victory. He gives you freedom. He gives you confidence, he gives you love, he gives you grace. Because ultimately, he's given you himself. He's given you his blood. He's made you perfect. Not because you are perfect, but because he's perfect. And so tonight was just meant to set this whole idea up. We're going to elaborate on this for the next five weeks. But tonight, just wanted to kind of start off with that question of what is blood? Well, we get what our blood is. It's messed up. But... God is perfect and he offers it to us. And in that blood is life. In Jesus is life. And so tonight, to start this whole series off, I wanted to just give you a chance to acknowledge that, like realize that. Maybe that clicks with you for the first time. Maybe you've heard things like Jesus is the answer and Jesus saves, but you never got why. Maybe tonight started to help you figure out why. It's starting to click for you a little bit. And so ask those questions in your small group. Talk to your small group leader about it. Talk to people in your small group about it. But as we get ready to just sing one more song and worship together, I I wanna give you a chance to just respond to God now. So close your eyes and bow your heads with me. It's not because that's a magical thing. It's really just to help you focus. It's to help you get in a place where you can just communicate with God and talk to him. So if you've never responded to the truth that you need a savior, you need Jesus. You need perfection because you are not. And you need somebody to forgive you of your sin, to take that sin away. Just want to give you a chance to respond to that now. And if your question is, well, okay, cool, I want to do that, but how? The Bible just says to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord that he is perfect, that he did give you his blood and you want to accept that in this life that he's offering you. So in your own words, you can just do that right there in your seat. You can say something like this if you want, but at the end of the day, it just needs to be you and God having this moment. Something like, God, I just, I need you. I know that I sin. I know that I do stuff you ask me not to do. I don't want to do that anymore, but At the end of the day, I know I just need you. I need you to save me and rescue me. And I want this Jesus that we're talking about, this forgiveness, this life. So God, I I ask for it. I accept it. Thank you for offering it. I know I didn't earn it or deserve it. So however you want to word that, however you want to say that, And then for the rest of us, just for us to walk and live in this blood, in this life, in this fact that if we've accepted Jesus, we know now we're not living in our own power and all about us anymore. We're living for Jesus. We're living through his power. We're living through his blood, his life. And for us to just do that, be able to actually walk in that. And so if that's any of us in here, God, we just want to ask you to help us to walk in the power of your name and the power of your blood and the power of your sacrifice, God, and knowing that you loved us that much. Thank you so much for that. Help us to continually be thankful, but also just continually reminded of the fact that you love us that much, that we aren't looked at as sinful, evil people anymore, God. We're looked at as saints. We're looked at as righteous because of what Jesus did for us. And so thank you for that. Help us to worship you right now in that truth, in that knowledge. And help us to continue to wrestle with this idea of blood and what it means and what it represents and how we can live in the blood of Jesus. We pray all this in his name, amen.